everyone. Welcome to Pit Stops Podium, the Red Partners podcast, where we talk to execs who have competed in one, taking their companies from high growth to high scale. My name is Brendan Tolleson. I serve as the co-founder and CEO of Red Partners, and I'm delighted to have with me today Joey Price for this episode of Pit Stops to Podium. Welcome, Joey. Brendan, I am excited to rev up the audience and talk about my favorite topic, HR. I love the energy. You know, sometimes we get some people that are a little bit uh, monotone, but that, that was a great, great start. Uh, well, Joey, for those that may not know who you are, you kind of gave a little bit of a teaser from an HR perspective. Uh, but Joey currently serves as the CEO of Jumpstart HR. Uh, and Joey, what I'd love to do um, is for you to give our audience a little bit of perspective on who Jumpstart AR, HR excuse me, is uh, and really what inspired you to, to, to start this. Great. So thanks, BT. Um, at Jumpstart, we provide HR services, recruiting services, and training and development services for small businesses and emerging startups all across the country. And for those of you out there who might have a multinational presence and looking to establish a U.S. office, we help you jumpstart your HR efforts. And I've had the business for 12 years now. I've learned some highs, lows, ebbs, flows. Um, but what keeps me passionate about growing our business and, and having an impact on others is that we exist to help people be more excited about Monday than they are about Friday. And so it's not your typical HR, check the box, administrative, evil HR police. No, we're here to help you set the tone for a really great workplace culture and it just so happens that we do that through HR practices and recruiting practices because, you know, you build this awesome business for people to make a difference in the world, but you want to have the right folks at the table, right? You want to have the right people plugged in, doing what they need to do, thriving in the space that they need to thrive. And so that's what we do. We are your, your partner in success. Um, the origin story of how we got started I'm an HR practitioner by trade. So I studied kinesiology in undergrad. I was my college major, which is exercise science. And somewhere about my junior year, I realized, I was like, hey, I don't want to tape up athletes for the rest of my life. I've got to pivot here. Something's got to, got to change. Um, but I committed to finishing my undergrad degree. And somewhere along the way, someone said, hey, you want to make a difference. You want to help people grow. You want to do that in a corporate environment. And I was like, yes. And I don't want it to be tech numbers or, uh, fi you know, finance heavy. And they said, you should think about HR. And so I said, okay, great. <laughs> What's that? Uh, but through my journey and, and being a young professional and, and hitting my stride and finding that this is a field that I really loved, I found that it allowed me to help, um, instead of helping people perform well on the ball fields, I, and now my company Jumpstart, helps people perform well in corporate settings. And so whether you're an in-person group or a remote group or hybrid, we have tools, strategies, and expertise to help you take your business to the next level and scale. So it started from a passion of helping uh, people take that next step and unlock that next gear. Uh, and now it's just been a, a business that we've systematized, structured, got some pretty cool brand awareness around, and I get to work with some amazing people day in and day out. That's great. I, I love that you, to your point, it sounds like there's a really a why and a purpose behind what you're doing. And, and I, I love that concept of look forward to, to Monday versus Friday um, kind of serves as that motivator for you. So it's a, it's a really cool way to think through that. Uh, I can't wait to unpack this whole topic um, because I know this is probably a hot button issue for a lot of early stage tech companies. Do I invest? Do I not? And I know you have an opinion on that. 
Um, but before we do that, uh, Joey, we, we do have a tradition here at Pissed Off's Podium, and that's to get to know our guests outside of work um, to understand kind of the human uh, element of, of the person. So uh, what are those passions, hobbies that our, uh, our audience should be aware of? Uh, first and foremost, my family. I've got two young, beautiful girls, a wife that I love. We live here in Maryland. So uh, if you don't, if you aren't catching me, yeah, girl dad, that's right. So if you don't catch me anywhere else, I'm usually somewhere with my, my wife and kids having a good time. Or let's be honest, sometimes it's stressful, but hey, that's the part of life, right? Uh, so <laughs> that's one, family. Second is I love to travel. Uh, so sometimes I consider myself like a politician because I've been to all the different states. I like meeting different people. Uh, and then the third thing is um, I love just podcasts and anything that I can consume through my headphones where I can learn, grow, be curious. So it's either an audio book or a podcast. I'm usually listening to one or the other as I'm coming and going about, about the day. That's great. What was the most recent audio book that you would recommend that you that you've read that is perfect i actually read this book every year and i just finished it for this year i'm going to pull it up so that you have the name exactly um i think it's right on time too it's called a ceo only does three things and hmm. the book is by a guy named trey taylor and it really boils down what are the three things you should be focusing on as a CEO? And if you're focusing on anything else, you probably need to delegate it. So uh, that's that's my latest read. And I think it's pretty timely for the audience, too. It is. It's a great segue um, as we think through, you know, as founders are thinking through those three things that they should be aware of. Um, you know, given what you do um, at Jumpstart HR, um, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about you know, why should startups invest in HR? Like what the impact in overall engagement probably in the, in the growth element, uh, which may sound a little bit counterintuitive because if, 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 if the audience is like me, historically, I've, I've thought of HR more as a cost center than it actually uh, a benefit <laughs> to the overall growth of the organization. So I'm really excited uh, to dive into this. Um, and so I think that let's start here. And I think that's that anchor topic here of just, when we think about the, what is the what is the role of the HR function, and ultimately, why would you argue that it drives growth or engagement versus what that traditional, hey, is this some compliance function that we have to do, and we can delay that to a later date? So, Brendan, I love that you asked the question about the role of the HR function, because so often we've historically thought that HR is a department. There are people that are siloed and they only do their HR things and only they know the impact that they're having in the business. Uh, and some would argue maybe they're not because who's to say if they're effective in that siloed space. But when you think of an HR function, it's how you leverage the business to be successful. So HR should function well in an organization by identifying the standards by which you hire, identifying the standards by which you retain and hold people accountable to performance, uh, the culture and the rules of the road, benefits and compensation. And really, it doesn't have to rely just on a department. Managers have HR functions. And those functions exist by way of Rules of the road, setting culture, holding people accountable, rewards, recognition. Uh, employees have an HR function by being good team members, showing up on time, living by the values and the standards that are set by the CEO, leadership team, et cetera, et cetera. So if we think about it as a function, 
everyone plays a part in making sure that HR is a success in the same way that everyone plays a role in revenue, everyone plays a role in cybersecurity, everyone can play a role in promotion, marketing, brand awareness. It's not about siloing HR in a department, but sharing the duty and, and obligation and encouragement around being a really great place to work. I like that. It's, um, yeah, there's a common collective there. And, um, you know, when, even I was thinking about for our organization, one of the things we talk a lot about is this idea of carry and cast. And so like our, our middle management uh, ultimately is the one that's going to have to carry like the burden of our mission, our vision, our values, and, and casting that to new employees and ultimately our, our customers that experience that. Um, and so that's that common collective of, hey, we all own this culture um, and HR is a facilitator to en- enable that to happen and to orchestrate it as opposed to them being the sole uh, the sole person that owns that. I, th- I think that's a really good way of, of articulating it. Yeah. And, you know, I can give an example of thinking about exit interviews and why people leave organizations. To your point, BT, the most important relationship that any individual has is with their manager. And so if their manager is not trained, inspired, engaged, aware of how to create a great workplace environment, then the employees are going to feel that ripple effect tremendously And executives are going to wonder why, hey, we've got these managers in place. They're doing what we asked them to do on the um, job duty side. But for some reason, people just aren't getting along and they're leaving and there's turnover and we're wondering why. The, The manager's role in HR is probably an entire episode for another time. But I just want to impress upon people, if they get nothing else, you are right. Managers set the tone for the employee experience. And the way you improve the tone is through quality HR outcomes and quality HR function in your in your business. Yeah, I think that's a good. I'd love to unpack that a little bit further as it relates to. I mean, training kind of fits in this overall concept of engagement, um, and so like, and you, I think you mentioned even the exit interviews and how much that's tied more to the manager than is the broader organization, um, and what's probably decreasing the engagement. And so, what are what are some ways that you've seen or recommendations or best practices to, to drive that engagement? And I, I can only imagine it's gotten harder with, you know, distributed remote teams or hybrid, whatever it may be. But what, what, are, what are some, you know, applications that our, our CEOs, founders should be aware of uh, as they continue to build in this new world we live in? Yeah, so before the pandemic happened and we all made the pivot to, or most of us made the pivot to working remotely, um, what we failed to acknowledge is that we were still at a managerial deficit. The research has shown that 60 to 70% of individuals who have a managerial role have never been trained on what it means to be a manager. So we've likely uh, promoted individual contributors who are great at what we, at they sorry, great at what they do, and we wanted them to, by osmosis, replicate themselves, but they haven't been coached, trained, and developed on soft skills, influence, um, human resources, policies, procedures, and how to govern those things effectively. So we really have a lot of people, if we could be quite honest, who are either scared of the role that they're in 
or they're afraid of the role that they're in because they haven't been coached and adequately trained. And, you know, you talked about HR being a cost center, and maybe that's historically true of, of the mantra around whether or not, um, you know, it's, it's worth it to make the spend. But my question to the entrepreneur who's listening to this, to the chief revenue officer is, how much are you will? How much cash are you willing to burn on getting HR wrong? That's by way of turnover. That's by way of managers not performing up to expectation. That's by way of not having uh, a clear performance management process in place and helping to coach and grow and develop team members. How much are you willing to burn? And if that's a hefty number, go for it. But if you want to reel that in and and have some controlled spend on uh on on your HR outcomes, you should get some you should get some coaching and advising in the room. Yeah, I like driving some accountability there. Of uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a great way to flip the <laughs> to flip it on um, that that uh, leader in terms of what what is really their priority, and if it is to create a ba- a great culture that attracts and retains people. Um, yes, we all kind of own that, but someone needs to be, to your point about focus, as a CEO, you've got three things you can focus on. Someone needs to be able to really carry that flag and make sure that's actually happening inside the organization. And that's a great example of what an HR function can ultimately orchestrate. Um, let's talk a little bit, you know, Joey, going, we talked about the, the role of the, the leader or the manager, but let's take, let's flip that. What, what's the role of the individual contributor or that employee as it relates to engagement culture, HR function, um, what, what role do they play? Yeah, so I started this this uh, talk by talking about how uh, I'm more excited about people being excited about more Monday than they are about Friday. And so it's helping to, to love jobs. Um, but, but many people show up to their job and have a consumer mindset as opposed to an owner mindset. And there are books about this, but really in, in low engagement, um, organizations, the consumer mindset is I'm clocking in, I'm completing deliverables, I'm getting my check, I'm going home, or I'm, I'm unplugging if, if I'm already at home. Uh, but when it comes to places with a greater engagement, the employee feels the duty to carry the mission forward. So they're recommending ideas, they're being a good team player, they're helping to hold their colleagues accountable. They are, um, you know, going the extra mile when it comes to pitching in on projects. So you you start to see uh, employees go from what can I take from the organization to really what can I give and what is that lasting mark that I can have? Not just because they want a promotion or they want a, a raise or a bonus or some recognition, but because they truly believe that they're locked into the mission of the organization, what it stands for, what it's trying to accomplish, and they understand their role in making it happen. And this whole thing uh, that I'm mentioning, it's it's not going away. We see that uh, Gen Y believes that, and then Gen Y believes that to the 10th degree. And so the more younger generations are entering into the workforce, they are choosing to work at places that they believe in the mission. Yeah, I think I love the idea of pivoting from consumer to owner. Um so, I mean, it's something we talk a lot about even at our company of, hey, this isn't my company, this is our company. This isn't my culture, this is our culture. Um, and so it's just trying to reinforce that idea. But at the same time, I think one of the challenges that people have when you think about it more of a, as a partnership is, 
like this, there's a fracture of trust between uh, an employer and employee to, to believe that it's like, I, you talk about the generations like, Hey, I want to believe that. And I desire to be part of a mission, but can I truly trust the organization? And so, yeah, I think as a final lap question, like how do you reconcile that? And how do you, what's the, what are ways that you would encourage, you know, the founder or the CEO to say, Hey, here's one step you can take to um, empower employees to feel that uh, in a world that's getting increasingly divisive. Yeah, great question. And uh, truly been a pleasure chatting with you today. I'm still on fire about this topic. Uh, I think if I could leave CEOs with one thing, um, I I recently gave a TED Talk and it's not out live yet, so uh, I'll just spill it. But uh, one of the things that I encourage in that TED Talk is for organizational leaders to write their corporate obituary. And what I mean by that is write how you want your organization to be remembered so that you can start reflecting and building the right steps to create that legacy that you one day hope your organization is known for. So if you think about the end of your organization or the legacy of your organization and whether or not you are lining up to that as an employer of choice, as a winning product, as a great brand recognition, if you're not there, you've got some tweaking to do. And that's totally okay. We've all got tweaking in our business, but just, you know, be intentional around that area. Think about the end, think about how you want to be remembered and uh, do the right things to uh, have the right conversations and, and make that, make that positive pivot. Yeah. I like that. It, it It's kind of, I think it's, what is it? Stephen Covey's book that talks about like your funeral. Um, like how do you want to be remembered from a personal perspective, but this is getting into it from a business application of what is, of what's the culture that you want to be remembered for creating and cultivating. Um, I, I like that a lot. Um, so I'll have to look out for that TED Talk uh, when it comes out. So uh, Joey, I, I really appreciate the time and the opportunity to learn more um, about your story um, and how you work with companies to really help them think through the importance and the value of having this in place sooner rather than later. Uh, if our audience wants to get to know you or jumpstart HR, um, what's the next step they can take? Next up, if you want to get in contact with me, I'm everywhere on the interwebs at Joey V. Price HR. Uh, so you can connect with me on socials, uh, on LinkedIn. Just search for my name, Joey Price. If you want to connect with the company, uh, for example, if you need some recruiting to find the right talent, if you need HR to handle day-to-day workplace culture and administration, you can find us at jumpstart-hr.com. And similar to BT, I've got a pod. So uh, it's called While We Were Working. It's a great entryway to learn more about what we do, how we do it, what we believe, and it'll be packed with tips to help you improve the HR function of your business. You can find it wherever pods are, uh, wherever you get your pods, and uh, even YouTube as well for clips from our from our episodes. Well, that's great. Well, Joey, thank you for coming on board. Audience, if you didn't hear that, go on LinkedIn. You'll find Joey there or get uh, access to his podcast or even watch a TED Talk. Uh, that's coming out soon. Uh, Joey, really appreciate the time. Uh, and we look forward to staying in touch. All right. Thanks, man.